Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. And this particular edition, I have the renowned podcast coach, Dave Jackson, is going to enlighten us on everything podcasting. He's been podcasting for over a decade now and consulting for the top podcasts you can find on the market today. Dave Jackson, welcome to your Personal Branding Podcast Show. Oh, thank you so much for having him. Glad to be here. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure I treasure. Tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into the internet business and podcasting over a decade now into consulting and podcasting. Yeah, I, uh, my, I, I've been teaching people technology uh, for different companies for over probably 20 years at this point. So I've always been involved in, in software, and, and I used to actually teach people how to surf the internet because they didn't know what it was. And so I've always been taking what some people think are, are hard to understand technical aspects of, of life and breaking them down to easy to understand concepts. And so I was already versed in, in kind of web design. I used to teach a, a program called Microsoft Front Page, which they don't make anymore. <laughs> uh, but I was making websites and I was kind of getting involved in internet marketing. And I had, uh, at that point, tools started coming out to where you could put audio on your website and they would just stream. It wasn't really a podcast. Mm-hmm. It was just audio on the website. And then uh, a friend of mine had a uh, had gone to a convention and said, hey, I just came back from this thing and they're talking about this new thing called podcasting. You've got to get in on this. This is going to be really, really cool. And it was kind of weird at the time because this is back in like 2005. And I remember I went to Google and I just typed in podcasting and there just hardly wasn't anything at all at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I really had to kind of struggle to... Uh, to put one together, and once I finally did, and I was able to upload a file and then see it come down, I just went, "Oh, this is going to be huge!" And at the time, I was going to go back to school, and I needed a, a job to kind of help pay for school and, and to keep me going as I went back. And uh, so I thought, well, I had been researching, and at the time, as they are today, everybody said, "Oh, membership sites are the way to go; they're an easy way to make passive income." And I thought, well, if this podcasting thing is going to be huge, and if supply and demand is still in effect, people are going to need to know how to learn how to do that. And so I started the the school of podcasting, and uh, I'd already been doing one podcast for musicians. It was on marketing, and it had been a newsletter for about, uh, oh, probably five years at that point. And so I just took my newsletter content and, and put it into audio and immediately saw a better interaction with my audience. Mm-hmm. And so I just took those skills that I had done from that podcast and every time i learned something about podcasting i would add a new tutorial at the the school of podcasting and then over the years anything i had a passion about whether it would be you know I, uh, for my technology side i have a podcast called weekly web tools it just features something that helps people that are building their own websites uh, i have a couple podcasts about uh, podcasting i have one just called the the school of podcasting is the morning announcements i have one called ask the podcast coach because i had people that came to me and that said I want to do a live call-in show, or I want to do my podcast live. I don't want to. I want to actually have people listening while I do it. So that was something that I hadn't done. So I started that show to to get that skill down. And then I had other people that wanted me to listen to their podcast and review it and give me tips and things like that. So I started a show called the Podcast Review Show, which. Uh, and then in both those cases, I actually had co-hosts come on because I needed to have that experience. So I'm always dabbling in different technology. 
and uh, things of that nature. I still do the, the Marketing Musician Podcast. Um, I've been trying to lose weight, so I started a <laughs> podcast a couple years ago called The Logical Weight Loss Podcast. So everything that's kind of a passion of mine, I usually end up turning into a, a podcast of one way or another. But uh, but doing it yeah, for, for almost 10 years now, and uh, I tell you what, it's interesting just seeing the new technology that keeps rolling out and seeing more and more people getting involved in podcasting. So it's really exciting. I personally got to start podcasting basically about four years ago when I joined 48days.net community and got some few ideas. And what would be your first advice to someone new to podcasting? Someone may ask, what is podcasting? How do I get started? So these two questions, how do we tackle that for a beginner? Yeah, because you, you can get involved with the, the technology. If somebody says, what is podcasting? And I go, it's, you know, an audio or video, you know, delivered over, you know, uh, RSS. That doesn't make any sense. It's just a bunch of gobbledygook. So I usually tell people it's, uh, either an internet radio show, because some people understand what radio is. And I go, or I'll say it's an on, on demand audio or video, uh, that people can download or subscribe to, because they understand subscribe from, <laughs> You know, magazines and things like that. So I'll try to, to describe it in some sort of layman terms and that will kind of get their, their mind around the topic. Then I'll slowly, uh, dig into, you know, the nuts and bolts of how you put one together and things like that. So that's usually how I describe it. It's on demand audio or video that, that people can listen to on your website or if they want to, you can subscribe to using a tool like iTunes or Stitcher or things like that. Um, I actually had somebody on my last week's Colin show that asked, uh, he was starting a podcast. He already had a website. He already had a microphone. And I said, great, what are you going to be podcasting about? And he said, I don't know. And I went, hmm, yeah, you kind of got things a little backwards there. You really should figure out what you're going to be podcasting about first. In fact, I, I recommend people write down maybe the first five or ten episodes. Like, here are the topics we're going to cover because you may be really excited about something, but when you actually start to write down, here's what we're going to talk about, you may find out that you have enough episodes for, for two or three but a lot of times I've I've made this mistake where I thought, well, I'll just play off my audience and they'll feed me ideas for you know new new episodes. And the the thing we always forget is when we first start out, we don't have an audience yet. <laughs> and so when you go when you go to get that feedback, it isn't there. So and he had a really general topic and he needed to kind of scale it down. So I always say figure out what you want to talk about, but but more importantly, because you got to have that. You, you have to have that passion, but also look at who do you want to listen to this and see if you can go connect with that uh, community and find out what they're talking about because if you can mesh those two, here's what I want to talk about and here's what they want to hear, you take those two areas where they overlap, hey, I want to talk about that and you want to hear about it, and now you've got, uh, you're, you're headed in the right direction. So that's probably where I would start out. Uh, you know, Number one, um, what do you want to talk about and, and think about that enough? One, what you wanted to talk about, and two, figuring out how to connect. We're talking about the audience in this. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. Figure out what you want to talk about, and then who do you want to listen to it. Make sure that you're covering topics that they want to hear. The question next, looking at branding and personal branding, how can one use podcasting as a tool to position himself in business or to use as a tool to market his existing business as a brand? Sure. There are a couple examples. There's a, a company in the States called Whirlpool, and they make uh, washers and dryers and all sorts of household appliances. And when they created their podcast, it wasn't so much about 
washers and dryers and refrigerators. They made a podcast for the people that listen or that use those those products. So they made a podcast all about family and, more importantly, parents, because people that have children have lots of laundry. And so they did things like how to make your kids brush their teeth longer or how to you know get your kids to pay attention or healthy meals for your family. So it was all about, again, they went to their audience and they said, okay, we want to attract families. Families with with children, um, what do they talk about? And so they then t- took that idea and said, okay, here's what they're talking about. They're having a hard time, uh, you know, with with their kids. And how do we how do you find time to spend time with your children, or how do you balance work and life? So they they found all all the topics that that community was talking about, and they did it on their podcast. And of course, they would then mention their appliances. And and if you want more information. Uh, if you're doing this or that. So it wasn't, number one, it wasn't a big commercial because most people don't turn into commercials for, you know, on purpose. It's usually something you get, you know, subjected to listen to. And so they, they went and saw who their audience was and, and made a podcast about those topics that that community wanted to hear. Oh, and by the way, brought to you by your friends at Whirlpool. And when you create content that either it moves your audience in some way, whether it makes them laugh, cry, think, groan, it inspires them or educates them something that they go wow i didn't know that i've got to tell my friend you've really connected with that audience and then when you can create that content on whatever schedule you choose whether it's weekly or or a couple times a week or whatever but when you pick a schedule and um then you can create a better product based on that feedback so um that's that's one way in terms of how a, a company use podcasting as uh, to boost their brand and then there are other people that are doing uh, for myself, I, mm-hmm. I usually take uh, a question and answers on my, my show to kind of spotlight that, hey, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about to position myself as an expert. Um, the, the great thing about it is it's a global audience. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that we always have to remember. It's not like radio where I'm only going as far as my signal. I'm actually reaching a global audience. And I've known a few people that have, have uh, from the states that have, have gone over to speak at uh, – conventions in France and all over the world, and it's because they're being seen as an expert. And why are they an expert? Because they have a, a podcast. And, you know, anybody can start a blog, and there's nothing wrong with blogging. It's a mm-hmm. great way to, to drive traffic. But having a podcast and the fact that typically people listen to a podcast, uh, you know, with some sort of headphones on or in the car or things like that. And so really it's a one-to-one connection, and it's uh, a great way to develop a relationship with your, your listener. Uh, great. So, like a point you mentioned that it's, it gives you a global reach, a global audience, so that you you are able to reach a wide group of people, regardless of where they find themselves to be, because they can have access to your products or to listen to it. How do you then niche down to a, a particular sect in your community or your country or town if you want to reach out? And like the case of people using that. As, as an educational tool, but indirectly using as a content marketing tool to market to the audience. How do they want, if they want to, wanted to reach to a particular audience in the United States or in Canada, what are the things that one can do? Well, you can look at the overall, you know, you start kind of broad. Uh, a, a great example, um, I have a, a, I actually help a woman who does a podcast called the Special Mouse Podcast. And and here in the States, we have uh, these amusement parks. They're from uh, the company Disney. And there's mm-hmm. one in California and there's one in Florida. And so they're, they're, and it's uh, people that are into Disney are very passionate about Disney. So there are tons of podcasts 
about Disney, and then some of them are, are just about certain parks. Well, in her case, and this is where we talk about what do you want to talk about, she has a son who has special needs. And mm. so she, when she goes to a park like this, it's there are added hurdles. So she thought, okay, well, I don't want to do a, a podcast just about Disney, and I don't want to do it just about the parks. I'm going to say I want to go to the park, but... I want to talk about how to go to a park with special needs. Now, she doesn't have huge numbers. She doesn't have thousands and thousands of listeners. But the people that find her podcast are like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize. I thought I was the only person in this boat. And she's giving phenomenal content. And she's giving insights that only you know from firsthand knowledge. And already she's got uh, two sponsors. And the great thing about that is she's finding sponsors who also are looking for her audience. It's mm-hmm. one of them is uh, it's a company that provides scooters for people who have special needs. So you know it's it's one of those things where you can kind of scale it down a bit. Um, I know if you go to to a sports is, is another analogy. Instead of talking about uh, you know um, soccer. Uh, let's talk about uh, this particular team, or let's mm-hmm. not just talk about this team. Let's talk about the minor league, or or whatever. You can kind of break it down. Now, the the further you break it down, the smaller your audience is going to be, but the more targeted your audience is going to be, and the more loyal they're going to be. I have a uh, mm-hmm. a friend of mine who who lives in a very cold climate most of the year, and he does a podcast about sled dog racing. And I was laughing, and I'm like, I I live in a somewhat cold client, but I'm not a sled dog racer. But he said uh, the people that find it are like, oh, my gosh. And it's funny. They'll find one episode, and they'll go back and download the entire back catalog because they feel like you're talking right to them. Well, great. This is interesting to know. Now, how can our companies can take advantage of that? And let's look at this this particular instance. How can one then begin to monetize a podcast show? Sure, there are a couple different ways. Uh, the easiest one is if you have a product yourself to sell, like uh, like your book or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you have available. Uh, you can say, by the way, if you're interested more in this, uh, go buy Bernard's book. Uh, that would be one way to do it. Uh, then another way is... Uh, you can sell other people's products, and that's called affiliate marketing. That's where you basically earn a, a small commission by referring a new customer to a uh, um, a company or a new customer to that company. And that is a, a way to to make income. I always tell people make sure that whatever you're referring, uh, it matches the audience, and it's something that you can talk about honestly. Mm. I don't just promote just don't just promote something because you see they have a huge commission. Um, I actually wrote a book about this called More Podcast Money that talks about how you can go through and and I I promoted a uh, a particular uh, exercise piece of equipment on my weight loss podcast for a year and nobody bought it because it was somewhat expensive. Well, the more I understood that my audience was made up primarily of women who had children and they didn't have a lot of money to spend on exercise equipment, mm-hmm. I then found a a deck of playing cards where you could deal yourself for like of a better phrase, a a workout, and these were about fifteen dollars U.S. and I think I made a dollar fifty on every one, and because that fit my audience, mm. and because it was in their budget, and it wasn't this huge hassle of, of shipping it, 
I was getting three-figure checks through affiliate sales because my audience was like, ooh, that would be really fun to play with my children. So it's about finding the right product. And then I also went out and bought one because I wanted to see exactly what it was like and I could talk about it and see if I liked it or not. And so when you find the right product that fits your audience, affiliate marketing can be uh, very handy. Um, there are other things like uh, some people call it the, the freemium model or a membership site. That's basically what the school mm-hmm. of podcasting is. I deliver... I deliver a weekly show every week with tips and insights on on podcasting. And then if you want more, if you want more detailed kind of uh, tutorials that will walk you through the whole process, well, then you can sign up for my membership site. And the nice thing about that, you kind of make money while you sleep doing that. You just have the – it just goes through and you do that. And there are other ways that you can – Earn income, like like I said, I've been asked to speak at different conventions, and some of those I get paid for, and some of them I just do it for the exposure. But uh, that's something else that will uh, come in. So, you know, and then insights that really aren't actual money, things like insights into your customer, can actually help you build a better product that, in the end, will lead to that uh, networking. Uh, you know, I sometimes I can't get people to to if I saw them in a, a hallway and said, "Hey, can I have a, a half hour of your time?" They'd be like, "Who are you?" and walk away. But if I said, "Can I have a half hour of your time to interview on my podcast, explain who my audience is and how?" Here's why I think you would want to talk to my audience. Well, now I've got their ear mm-hmm. and uh, they they come on board. Um, in some cases, you can actually get products to review, not so much to keep, but it's great content, and plus you get insights that way. So there are all sorts of ways. And, and then the last one that is almost priceless is you will attract like-minded people. You know, the people mm. that are interested in your topic, you're going to create uh, – some people call it a tribe or a community. But some of my best friends now – I, I some of them I've never seen face to face, but I know them from my podcast. We email back and forth all the time. We connect on Skype and things like that. And that's really, in some cases, you know, almost as valuable as having a big account because you know when you have a great friend, that's a that's a great treasure. Oh, that that's so true. That that part. And the, and the the first point you mentioned to like promoting my own products. That's what I basically do on my podcast shows. Basically, my products I mention my books. I recommend my books to people. So I use that channel. And in future, I'm looking at some other athletes or other means of uh, monetizing my podcast show. Now, at this time, I have a question on on Facebook. This is from Kobe Blay. He blogs at GhanaHealthNest.com. He says, "One, what is the future of podcasting?" Uh, it's going to explode here in about uh, three more months. Uh, it's been growing. It's it's kind of funny because what happens is people, if I look back over the last 10 years, um, when it first came out, everybody said, oh, we're going to quit our day jobs and we're all going to be podcasters. Well, that wasn't true. We <laughs> saw the potential, but we, we didn't realize the learning curve we were up against to get people to understand because back then there was no iTunes. It was very hard to subscribe to a podcast. And, you know, then iTunes came along. There's a big, huge swell of people. And we're all like, hey, we're going to quit our day jobs. And, okay, well, we didn't do that yet. But it was easier, and we had more and more people listening. And about every three years, something will come along that makes it much easier. Right now, more and more services are becoming available because of that. But right now, as we talk, um, you still have to download one of the most used apps to consume podcasts is from Apple, and it's called Podcasts. And in the next version of their operating system, you won't have to download it anymore. It'll be part of the operating system, and more importantly, you can't delete it. Awesome. So there's going to be so many people that 
so there's going to be so many people going, what is this podcast thing? I keep hearing about it. And so it's going to bring in another wave of, of people. There are companies like Stitcher that are uh, also on the smartphone. That's really, right now, over 60% of the downloads are coming from uh, some sort of mobile device. So it's easier and easier to consume podcasts. And with companies like Stitcher that are not only on phones, but now they're going into automobiles. And uh, Apple has announced there's... Um, I think it's just called Apple Car or Apple Auto or something mm. like that. Some service that's going to be in, in cars. So that's coming on, and I just read where uh, there's a car coming out that's going to have built-in Wi-Fi. I'm still not quite sure how that's going to work. But uh, there are more and more products, more and more services coming towards podcasting as more and more people slowly you know I, I wish it was faster that people were getting into it but it it has continued to grow every single year and uh so the future is looking up and the great thing is you know anybody can start a podcast there's uh you know there's a, a little bit of a learning curve when you first start but uh once you get that first episode out it's just a matter of you know going back and getting another uh, another topic and recording it and and off you go but yeah the the future looks very bright it hasn't it hasn't slowed down a a pinch uh really since um it started what is happening cuz you'll hear where uh people say well podcasting is dead and and one of the most famous people <laughs> that said that who has since by the way uh changed his mind was a guy named Leo Laporte he's one of the most uh popular podcasters because he came from radio he came from TV and he was one of the early adopters. Well, he came out and had this huge audience, and that's where all the, the technical people, all the geeky people jumped on board, and they were the early adapters of podcasters. Well, once all those people, the majority of them, had, had jumped on board, his numbers are still growing, but they weren't growing at the rate that they were when he first jumped in. So he was kind of like, hey, this this seems to be slowing down. And it, it, it wasn't a case that podcasting is dead. It's that that audience has... Uh, the majority of them have have made the shift, and now we're we're getting into comedians now are are doing a lot of podcasting and entrepreneurs. So every time there's a, a new group of people, and they will they'll get a huge uptake, and a lot of people will subscribe, and then after a while it'll start to to it doesn't level off, it just grows at a slower pace, and that's where you'll have the people. That's why I was laughing say about every three four years somebody will come out and say yeah podcasting is dead, and it's like no, it's just your initial swell is slowing down a bit, and now it's a matter of uh, just continuing on, and, and you'll see that growth spurt. It just won't be quite as fast as it was when you first started. Uh, this is exciting, and this is great. I can't wait for that big explosion. And actually, it's now picking up gradually here. And I look at the future being very bright because the advantages of forecasting outnumbers uh, radio, radio, or te- television. What do you see on that? Yeah, the um, the great thing about it is here in the states. I don't know what it's like in your country, but radio is pretty awful. There's there's a ton of advertising in it, and it's not very. It's they call it broadcasting because they're trying to reach everybody. Right. It's not that that uh, narrow kind of casting that we get here with podcasting. So there's a lot of advertising, and the other thing is. The, the great thing about a podcast, I mean, you know, you can listen to this interview six months from now. If this was a live radio show and you didn't catch it now, you'd miss it. It's gone. So with podcasting, one of the buzz phrases is it's time shifted content, meaning, mm-hmm. you know, you might put this out this week, but six months from now, if you 
haven't pulled it off the site, you can still listen to it. I mean, you can listen to my very first episode from nine years ago. It's still on my website. So it's time shifted. And the fact that it's a global audience, you're not only as strong as your signal, you're is you're it's global. Anybody can can hear your episode. So that's the beauty of it. And then the fact that you can look at your numbers and see how many people are downloading. And you know, it can be I always tell people, uh, my background's in teaching. So usually, you know, I'll start off a day by going into a classroom and training, you know, 20 people or so. And so when I hear somebody say, well, I've only got 80 downloads, I'm like, you do realize that's four classrooms of people that have chosen, they could have picked anybody, Mm. but they chose your content to listen to. And, And, you know, and if you can, position those people right those 80 people will go out and tell more people and more people so it's it is kind of a a gradual growth but the more you connect with your audience the more likely are they go to tell somebody else so it's uh it it goes up and up and it kind of depends on what your your topic is you know there are certain topics that are always going to be popular weight loss is always a popular topic and you know personal growth and things like that but um it's it's interesting, and I I've just seen over the years the numbers keep going up and up and up. One may access is podcasting for everyone. Is it for everyone? Yes. Hmm. Meaning, should everybody start a podcast? Uh-huh. That's the question. Um, it can be. Now, one of the biggest fears is, of course, speaking in public. So, to start a podcast, you have to be ready. That um, the, the good news is, you can really. You can you can provide life changing content to somebody. That's what as a teacher, that's what scratches my itch. Um, I had somebody who listened to my weight loss podcast that said they they lost a hundred pounds. I inspired them to lose a hundred pounds because I said don't think about it as losing a hundred pounds because you'll get discouraged. I said think about losing um, one pound a hundred times, and it sounds simple, Mm. but that inspired her to to do that. So sure, anybody can can get into that. Um, you should have, you know, in a way, something to say. That's why we say, think about what you're going to talk about. And but so many people think, well, I have to be a geek, or I have to be, you know, in my 20s, or if I have to be in this and that. There's no age limit. I know somebody who's actually five and a half years old. He does a podcast, of course, with the help of his parents. And I've known people that were in their 60s and 70s that did podcast. And you think you have to be a geek, and I say, well, wait a minute. You know, do you know how to talk? Okay, most people know that. And I say, well, did you have? Uh, have you ever used something like a VCR or a cassette deck or something where you had to re- hit record? And they'll say, yes. Okay, you know how to press record. Um, have you ever uploaded a photo to an email, or have you uploaded a photo to Facebook? And they'll go, yes. Okay, okay. Well, then you know how to upload a file, which is what you'll do with with your audio file, or your video file. And I'll say, have you ever used a word processor like Microsoft Word? And they'll say, yeah, I do that, or I used WordPerfect or whatever. And I said, great, uh, because then uh, the the tool I use to manage my website is called WordPress. And I go, yeah, there's a small learning curve as there is with everything. And uh, but once you get into that, it looks a lot like Microsoft Word. And I said, so it's just a matter of tying all those things together and helping you create content that connects with your audience. And you'll be amazed. I have somebody on my show this week that started a show, and within a month, he had 6,000 downloads. Wow. And he actually... He actually got in trouble because he set up his website somewhat incorrectly. He wasn't using a um, – I always recommend people use a media host to host their audio or video. I use a company called uh, Libsyn, and um, it's libsyn.com. You can actually get a free month if you use the coupon code SOPFREE. But he was using just a, a good old web host, 
and he even asked them, can I put my media on on your servers? And they said, sure. And then he got really popular, and they said, you need to upgrade <laughs> because they were going to kick him off. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. And uh, here in his case, he's, uh, you know, started this show, and it's just taking off. So it's it's really interesting that way. So, And I always say, you know, I whatever hobbies you have, you know, if you're – if you like to bowl or run or whatever it is, you're going to have to buy shoes. You're going to have to buy something. So like every other hobby, you're going to have to buy a microphone, and you have to put out a little money to get into it. But um, it's super easy to, to start one, and once it's there, you can go through it. And a lot of people, um, I know there are some, some famous podcasters. One, her name is Callie Lewis. She does a, a very popular video show called Geek Brief. It's all about technology. Um, there's a, a, a woman in the States, she's known as Grammar Girl. That's like her, her podcast name. Her actual name is Mignon Fogarty. And both those people are having huge success and both of them are doing it on their second podcast. The first one they did, they thought they were going to do this and they got a few episodes into it and went, mm, you know, I kind of like this, but I want to tweak it and do this now. So it's not something where if you get into it, and you go, well, I thought this was going to be fun, but this isn't as fun as I thought. Well, it's, it's your podcast. Unlike we were talking about radio, you know, radio, you've got your program director and you've got all these people that are going to tell you how to do your show and it has to be this long and you have to have X amount of commercials. You're the producer. You want to make a short podcast? You can make a short podcast. You want to make a long podcast? You can make a long podcast. It's, it's really up to you. And I, I've known a couple people now that have, uh, uh, one's, the person's name is Michael Hyatt. He does a great podcast yeah, called This yeah, Is Your yeah. Life. And on episode 100, he completely changed his format. And then, uh, um, there's, uh, some folks out of the UK named, uh, Mike and Isabella Russell. They do a podcast called Music Radio Creative. And that's an example of a company using a podcast to, to brand their services. Their services are they help you make, uh, jingles for radio and podcasts and things like that. And at episode 100, they decide to take their one podcast and they're going to separate it into five separate podcasts because they talk about different topics. And so they're going to have little short shows for each topic. So there's nothing that says once you start, if you go, mm, I thought it was going to do this, but I want to tweak it. It's it's yours, so you can always start and tweak it later. Well, that's that's great. I, I can really identify with that. I I started my podcast as a minute inspiration, fifty two seconds inspiration, daily inspiration. Then I transitioned to a little bit lengthy of exposing some of the topics. Then I move on to self help on um, publishing and and personal development solely. And I recently rebranded the whole thing to personal branding podcast, solely on personal branding and interviewing experts in their brand's area. So like you mentioned, you are, you are, you are in control of the, the way you want your podcast to run and for your audience. And that is exciting. Absolutely. You're another great example then. Thank you. Uh, Kobe has another question. He's asking, in area of healthcare, he's from the health industry. He's asking that, and what role has podcasts in the area of healthcare, and are there any ethics to consider in healthcare podcasting? Well, one of the things you want to do anytime you talk about healthcare, I know I do this. I start off my weight loss show by doing the disclaimer. I'm like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a trainer, I'm just somebody like you trying to lose weight. <laughs> and I usually put something in there to say, you know, this information is for entertainment purposes is only because you don't want to have somebody you know say hey dave i tried this and i broke a hip and now you're in a legal problem things like that um so you know always kind of leave the door it, it, i hate that we have to do that in society that we have to say things like that to make sure we're, we're legally covered but 
you know, not everybody is as nice as you. And so that would be my one thing. If you're doing anything like that, uh, provide that. And then in some cases, you can always, um, especially if it's super detailed, uh, some people get worried about doing things that are very visual. And I always say, well, just direct them back to your website where you have more resources. So if that person wants the super-duper details, you can actually drive traffic back to your website uh, so that if that person really wants to dig deeper, they, they can. Uh, great, great. I think he'll, he'll find it more vulnerable and in this particular answer. He's, he's, he said he's, he's looking forward to start his own podcast show on health-related issues, so that's why he's asking mm-hmm. this particular question. So I think that, that's well answered. Yeah, and that's something like that. If you're, if you're helping people solve you know, their problems, that's usually where you can connect just quickly with your audience and if you're giving any kind of behind the scenes information that maybe because you work in healthcare that people you know aren't aware of that oh did you know that if you you know eat this or do this it can have a negative effect and then always back up your your information i know this because of blank and then that way people again it, it shows you as an expert it shows you as a, a trusted friend and like i said if you're if you're giving out health advice you always want to have some sort of disclaimer at the end i i mentioned the uh the Special Mouse podcast, and she always says, she starts off the show saying, I'm a registered nurse, and she doesn't really give out any kind of medical advice. She's talking about how to go to a Disney park, but because she identifies herself as a registered nurse, she has a disclaimer at the end of her show that says, you know, this is for entertainment purposes, any sort of information, contact your doctor. So it's just one of those things that you want to do if you're doing something like that. Oh, great. Now, I think um, as, as we end, always ask, what would be your billion-dollar tips or advice or word for someone seeking to, one, start a podcast show, and two, an existing podcaster? What's my one tip? Boy, that's a good question. Um, I, I would say bring your passion and bring your patience because – when you when you have that burning need to to talk about whatever that subject is that's going to drive you through those early episodes when you first start out and and you look at your download numbers and maybe they're not quite as high cuz we all want high numbers we know that <laughs> but when they're first not high you know when it's that passion that's going to drive you if we go back to the person that with the healthcare you know, maybe he's trying to help people uh, be well and, and live better. So he's going to have that passion of I want to help the world and things like that. And then my my second part of that is is be patient. Um, I just did an episode at the School of Podcasting where I went through. There were a lot of you know uh, musicians like the Beatles really didn't hit it big for six years. And there's a, a popular television show in the United States called uh, Seinfeld that didn't make it for six years. And there's a a popular. Um, Radio DJ, his name is Howard Stern. I think it took him mm. five years to be syndicated. And so a lot of people, they'll hear about these. Um, and there's some great podcasters that are making uh, lots of money in some cases, and they've done it in six to nine months. And I go, you know, that's awesome because that proves it can be done, but that doesn't mean it's the norm. And so I would say bring your passion, but bring your patience because sometimes it takes a little time to build that audience. And once you build that audience, that's what you then monetize. Not so much, I'm going to sell my MP3 file. Now that trust and that um, bond I have with my audience is really what I can turn around and monetize if I so choose so to do that. That is golden. Bring your passion and bring your patience. Thank you so much, Dave Jackson. How can one connect with you on all the million resources that you have available? Where can we connect with you? coaching for consulting yeah the the website is schoolofpodcasting.com 
And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Learn to Podcast. Okay, thank you. I'll link all this up in the show notes for them. Learn to podcast in schoolofpodcasting.com. They've this how far time can bring us, and I've, I appreciate your time and all the information shared, and I believe the listeners will find it very resourceful to help them kickstart their podcast and also establish their existing ones. And for any other further resources, head on to schoolofpodcasting.com and connect with Dave Jackson. Dave, thank you so much for appearing on the Personal Branding Podcast Show. Oh, thank you so much. It was a thrill to be here. Yeah, thanks for listening. I want you to go to Amazon.com and get my latest book on personal branding. That is Rebrand, the ultimate guide to personal branding. Get a copy for yourself and for someone else. The book is Rebrand, the ultimate guide to personal branding. The best is yours. Mm-hmm.